Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency, Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark, Elijah. We have checked on him. He's alive and well, but it's still only, I don't know, 4 o'clock in Vegas. So, Bill Dolman with his pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor at Bill Dolman on Twitter. You can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. You want to watch and listen, or the Hale Varsity Twitter handle at HVarsity Radio. Billy D, uh, I've not been to Vegas. Someday you and I will make that uh, inaugural journey to uh, crash with our dear friend Tony George. Uh, until then, Elijah's going to go uh, see Ultimate Fighting and do it. You were how old when you made your first trip to Vegas? Oh, geez. Uh, probably late 20s, I, I think. Uh, I, I had to wait a little while, um, but. Uh, not nearly as long as as you have waited, and I'm still dumbfounded by the fact that uh, you have not been out there. I am. Uh, you said that Elijah is alive and well, so I take it that he hasn't broken into Mike Tyson's place to steal a tiger, or has uh, uh, gotten into a little bit of trouble with roofies at a liquor store in, on the Strip. No, uh, Zach Galifianakis is not with him. Uh, he has not <laughs> run into his, uh, his his pal Chow. And uh, there is no rooftop ransom waiting that we know of okay. yet. Well, it's, it's, it's still young. It's only Friday. It, it is. He, he should be parked out by the Hard Rock Hotel pool is what he should be doing. Uh, you know, I have been there a, a lot. You've been to the Hard Rock a Hotel lot. pool? That, well, that, that was the hotel when I was in the Mountain West Conference. That was basically the... Uh, the network and uh, and conference headquarter hotel. So, I, I I I think I may have spent about a year of my life at the Hard Rock Hotel <laughs> in uh, Las Vegas. Well, is it as good as advertised? No endorsement <laughs> fundage coming your way, of course. But did you enjoy yourself, Chris? Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I get that, but I had to ask. I had to try, <laughs> even for a work trip. Yeah, especially for a work yes. trip, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. well, I have I have 
told uh, told Elijah to to avoid the mushrooms and and all those good things that are in Vegas and just focus on he's a smart kid so focus on learning the intricacies of craps go win it hold them and uh, don't hit on uh, on 13 or above there are a lot of smart people who have done a lot of stupid things in Las Vegas over the years that's why the lights are still on all right absolutely absolutely <laughs> let's uh, spend a second on Husker baseball we spent a lot of hour one but a uh, statement win uh, in we know how long the baseball season is so it's just one win but it, it is one win over uh, a, a national champion and a program the caliber of, of Vandy I loved Will Bolt's message after the game uh, and, and he I think he he knows what this team can be and I think he likes seeing what not only getting the win but how they got it done today well, it, it's very significant given the start of the season. You know, what happened out in San Diego was disastrous. And, look, that's a nice program out there. But Nebraska at worst should have gone 2-2. Two and two. And uh, I, I know how disappointed and angry that team was uh, when they got back uh, from California. And I think that was kind of an identity check. And if you're, if you're a baseball team that's coming off the kind of season Nebraska had last year, when hopes were so high after the previous season and uh, uh, to have a, a bad 20, what was that, 2022, they wanted to open up with a, with a good statement series in San Diego, and it did not happen. And they could they, the season could have tanked after those four games, and especially after that one inning in which you're up 16 to 11, and you blow that and you salvage a, a tie. I mean, this has been a really dramatic and important start for the Nebraska baseball team. They, they could have really tanked the season again. But to come back and do what they did against South Alabama was significant. And I, and I think going to Minnesota, most Nebraska baseball observers for how casual they are right now, because we're coming off the high of the, the winning streak in basketball and, and with what's going on with Matt Rule and football and all of those kinds of things, the volleyball news, we're in that, that easing into the baseball season for fans, right? They know what happened in San Diego. But I think most people would have thought if they could get one win, and that would be Hawaii that they were pointing at, one win in Minnesota, that would be nice. Two wins, knocking off one of the ranked teams there, being Ole Miss or Vanderbilt, would have been significant. And now you're looking at the way they played today. Why not go 3-0? and And then when you come back, you've got nine straight home games against you know the, the kind of schedule that you you – had wins with right northern colorado illinois state nickel state omaha four, 13 of the next uh, 14 games are at haymarket and the only game that's not at haymarket is in omaha against creighton so you go you do well at minnesota get two wins at least there and come back this this is a top 25 team going into conference play if not now well bill you mentioned that everybody kind of looked at hawaii as being that one game that nebraska could win in this three-game pod in Minnesota. Well, how does that change from how do you not lose to Hawaii after beating one of the best teams in the country? How do you avoid the hangover, if you will, tomorrow? Because that's still an equally as big of a game, and if you want to win all three, obviously, it starts with tomorrow as well. If I'm Will Bolt, I just keep showing box scores or a video of San Diego. I I think that's my season-long motivator. You know, you come into this season thinking we are putting 2022 behind us. 
that was a bad year. We're a new team. We're a hungry team. Same mentality that, you know, nearly went to the CWS two years ago. And you come out of the gate and play like that, and you collapse in the fourth game when you had a chance to win, uh, I would humble my team really quick and remind them of just where they were two weeks ago and how they felt when they rode – you know, when they got home at three o'clock in the morning and had to get up for class with a uh, that that hangover in San Diego. So uh, I I think he has plenty of ammunition to get his team's attention uh, pretty quickly and to say you still have to focus and uh, enjoy the win that you had over Vanderbilt because you played to your potential. Now keep doing it. Bill Dolman joins us. Hale Varsity Radio, Husker baseball, a big W today as uh, they took down Vanderbilt. That's the uh, the feel-good story. They earned it. They uh, made enough plays in the field at the dish, some really timely hitting, and didn't get uh, drilled too bad. So basketball, Nebraska. Let me, let, let me just say something real sure, quick sure, about, sure, sure. about the win today that I don't think people have really talked about much. And I think that's the first couple of innings. In, in, they let uh, – Vanderbilt had two men on in the, in the top of the first inning, right? And got out with one out, I think, and got out of it. Double play. And ball. then Nebraska, and then Nebraska had the bases loaded. It only managed one run and left the bases loaded in what their half of the of the second inning. I think Nebraska left five on base in the first three innings. These are those little moments in games that people forget about Nebraska. Yeah, they had thirteen hits and eight doubles and a key home run and a nice play defensively, but to to shut them out in that first inning and they strand two base they strand two guys i thought that was significant and then to come back after the disappointment when you have a chance to have a big inning leaving the bases loaded and only scoring one run but they still came back and they still played great baseball they didn't get down when they had an opportunity to lose to get down early and to not come back I like those first two or three innings as the real key to the why they won the game late. Yeah, they could have rolled over easily. Big, big like time thought there. That's a great take and a great point where, yeah, nine nine left on and you left two stranded. You get the pitcher's best friend, the the double play ball, and uh, you're able to, to stabilize. It was a prove-it year for Fred Hoiberg. Nebraska still within conversation, although the, it's a little steeper hill to get to postseason uh, in the NIT, but but Fred really put a nice February together, and and this team molded and persevered. And what what did Fred prove to you this season? I don't know how Iowa's going to go. I think I know how Iowa's going to go Sunday, and I think I know how things are going to end in the Big Ten tournament. All that being said, what what did Fred's performance? What did this team say to you this year? He's got really good character guys. He knows how to uh, foster some chemistry, I think, with the guys that they had. Uh, you know, last year was was fun when you had uh, the McGowan's brothers and certainly somebody who was uh, apparently going to be a longtime pro, and it was fun watching him for, for a year. But to put that team together the way they did with getting Greasel um, uh, and getting them to buy into each other, and, and I, I just – I like the chemistry that he fostered. And the adjustments that they made, you know, the, the win over Creighton was great. But when you lost both of those defensive guys, when you're, you know, averaging 60 points per game and you're a really good defensive team and losing those two guys and then adjusting the way they did from a bad January to a great uh, February, um, I, I thought that was – I thought his coaching job 
in the last two months was, you know, some of the best that he may have done in his entire career. I just love the chemistry of this team, you know. Um, I think everybody does and appreciates the way they play. Email in from our dear friend and listener, Kent. What's coming back? What's coming in for Fred? Uh, or have you thought that far ahead? I I think there's a, a – we'll see about Tominaga, if he comes back or not. Uh, I really like Jamarcus. I think he's grown and, and played at a really high level. Mm-hmm. He could be a double-digit score for here, for, for Nebraska moving forward. Uh, Development-wise, Fred's guys have gotten better if they stay, right? And in, in their careers, I've seen that. Look at Derek Walker specifically. So I think Breidenbach's a guy that I'm not ready to, to check out on with his skill set. Uh, same with Keita. Uh, if if he can stay healthy, so and and then you've you've got um, Pride of Alabama coming back as well, uh, presumably. So that's kind of what's returning, and and you got to go fishing, don't you, Bill, for a couple more Greasel type guys. I know they had a walk on kid from Air Force in that's Greasel like that that may transfer in, but that's you know folks that are disappointed in in. The, the, the cumulative four years, that's their question here. What's coming back? What's coming in? How does next year be better? So at minimum, it's an NIT. Well, let's not forget the kid who washes the dishes and mows the yard at home. You know, <laughs> Sam Hoiberg's coming back, I would assume. I don't think he's declared yet. How, um, how would that conversation go over dinner? Hey, thanks for the pizza, <laughs> Dad. I'm hitting the portal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, people fell Michigan in love with, uh, with, with, with Sam Hoiberg, and justifiably so, the way he played. Um, you've got Lloyd, the point guard. Uh, was it Ramil Lloyd? Um, yeah, yeah, you know that, that they contemplated, you know, playing him and and preserve the redshirt year. And so I, I would assume that, you know, he's going to be here. But in this transitional period of basketball that we're in, who knows who's going to be back and who's going to be available on the free agent market? You know, in college basketball. But I, you know, if you can if you can get Tominaga to come back, and you've got Hoiberg coming back, I, I I'm with you. I think uh, Lawrence is terrific. Uh, Keita proved that you know he can be a solid player if he can stay healthy. Uh, Gary's going to come back, I think. So there are some good pieces that you know were part of what they built this season and developed into this season. That if you can maintain that kind of chemistry, then it's kind of parallel to um, uh, Will Bolt's team in 2021 that you know i was referring to earlier everybody loved that team the chemistry it had the way they played the game of baseball everybody loved this nebraska basketball team and the way they played the game and they hustled and fought and and uh, played for each other and played to the crowd you know you've got to capitalize on that and try to figure out what that formula was and Derek walker was a big reason for that Mm -hmm. and uh congratulations to him on coming back though I, i think what he did for the program and for himself this was a very valuable season for him, Nebraska's got to find that kind of maturity and experience uh, that will help keep that team together in, in that uh, that chemistry kind of way. Yeah, you're going to have to to move it forward next year. It's it's uh, another dare I say prove it year for Fred, but I think he gets that. And if they can avoid the injury bug and and maximize some some good moments and pieces from this roster, we'll see where they can shake out. Uh, Big Ten. I don't know yet, Bill, how many will get in on Selection Sunday. Pretty damning loss for for Rutgers, but I still think Rutgers has that 
win at Purdue in their back pocket to stay in the the field of 68. Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, all have had tough losses. They'll need to put a little bit of a run together. But even Illinois stubbed their toe as well uh, earlier in the week. So Minnesota, while being the 14 seed, is looking a little bit like Nebraska last year towards the end of the season. They don't want to. You don't want to play them come tournament time. Guess who gets right? them? Guess who probably gets them on Wednesday? You know, I, I think the, the way college basketball has gone this season, and and I've said the Big Ten's a bunch of club fighters knocking each other out, as opposed to a bunch of great heavyweights, you know, in the ring. But the way the whole season has gone. Uh, there's enough respect for the Big Ten that they'll have maybe more teams get in than they probably should or would. I mean, everybody's, what, right around 500 in league play, but they'll probably, you know, get in on a reputation that, well, they just beat each other up because it's such a tough league Mm -hmm. to play because, quite frankly, there's not a lot of other great teams outside of, you know, let's face it, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. Um the Big Ten's going to get its share, you know, seven probably. I would think maybe maybe eight. I don't know. Bill, we'll see you this weekend. Thanks for jumping on. Good to spend a few minutes with you, man. All right, boys. Go Big Red. There he is, Pride of Fairbury. Bill Dolman hunkered down in his office. NBC Sports, the professor, Bill Dolman. Brady Oltmans. We'll talk combine and some visitors coming up with Nebraska football. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.